This is ComScope Crosstalk. Welcome to the show. I am your host, Mike Reardon. We're coming to you live from Data Center World in Austin, Texas. We're talking today with Ken Hall, ComScope Solutions Architect. Welcome to the show. Good to be here. Good to see you. Yeah, it's great. It's great to have you. So, you know, one of the things that I like to do to... Um, to help the audience get to know the person I'm talking to is I like to find out a little bit about a little something about them. Music tends to be the big common denominator with most of us, right? So, you know, what would you say is like a favorite song or album or genre of music? Where, where does music hit you at? I think the place I'd go back to generally would be back in the 70s. Um, something that made an impact on me early on was Billy Joel. Uh, Probably not one of his biggest ones, but Say Goodbye to Hollywood. Mm, uh, okay. Just love the beat. Just kind of, you know, it was one of those things where all of a sudden it just, it hit. And immediate fan from there. Nice. Okay, good. Bill Joel, I like it. Billy Joel. So, <laughs> you're a solutions architect. What is that? What do you do? So, part of what we've got to do is we look at what's happening in data centers, what's happening in technology, um, and where do we see things going. And, and the intent is... It's not that I'm sitting there building things and you know, building, using building blocks, bricks and mortar. It's looking at what, what building blocks do we need to actually enable the next generation. So that's part of what we do. Uh, focus, my focus is heavily on fiber optics. Uh, but it's also looking at uh, what do we need to do to enable the next generation. And that's, that's a lot of the focus, looking at trends, looking at standards. Uh, but also, you know, just in general, things that seem to make sense. You know, what from a practical perspective, will actually enable not just a designer, installer, that type of thing to do it, or somebody to do that stuff, but how do we make it good for day one, good for day two, and then have multiple generations? You know, that's, you know, you're building for the future. That's what architects do. That's great. So, so obviously, you're in front of a, a lot of new trends. Um, I wanted to talk to you today about the trend in small form factor fiber connectors because I see some interesting changes coming. Um, it's almost like a bit of a showdown between you know who's going to be the winner. Uh, do you, what do you see in this space? So we've been watching an evolution, right? The bunch, there's, we had a round back in the end of the 90s uh, where we had the new small form factor connectors that came out. Right. Uh, we saw that LC settle. won that, right? LC won that. Okay. It was also part of the MTRJ portion of it, so I mm. uh, had some love on that one, but at the same time, you know, LC continues on, right? Okay. Uh, but what we've seen, though, is that there's been a progression that, that, was, that was smaller, it gave us additional benefits, but then with applications and fiber density increasing a lot, we're seeing a need to make it even smaller, and the packaging capabilities are there today. So... There's some innovation, there's some uh, new connectors in the marketplace, and it's the next step, next level. That's interesting because I, I remember, I've heard from a lot of people over the years about how that LC connector is, is already too small for some people's hands, and yet we're getting even smaller. That's fascinating. So what are you seeing as far as, um, I mean, small form factor fiber connectors? That, that means a, a variety of things. Thinking specifically about two-strand small form factor fiber connectors. What are you seeing in that space? What, where, where's the showdown coming? Who, who, who's battling it out? Got it. So there's a, couple, there's a couple options there. And realistically, the challenge that you, and the reason that we're seeing these things is for breakouts for applications. So uh, the intent, I think, was because of standards moving to multi-fiber options and transceivers, uh, that 
uh, instead of having to come off of there with a cable assembly and then break out and go through that, uh, that there's a lot of value in being able to select ports directly at the transceiver. So the intent was make it small enough that you can get multiple pairs of fibers on an individual transceiver and break out there and reduce a layer, make it more efficient. So that's, that's what the original intent of some of these connectors were. Okay. So what are some of those connectors? What, what, like, I mean, we've got the LC connector. What are the other connectors that are battling it out? So the top couple that we're seeing, uh, well, certainly the LC's there is the incumbent um, and has those values, but we're seeing the, the uh, SN connector from Senko. Uh, brought that to market. Uh, we see the uh, MDC connector from US Connect. And we see the CS connector from Senko as well. So each, each of which has a, an original purpose uh, to increase the density uh, for duplex applications at the switch, at the serv- or switch or server application, but primarily a switch. And the intent is to get that individual breakout right there at the transceiver. And it's a single connector with two strands in the single connector. Yes. Okay. Okay. Interesting. And is there any one of those particular connectors that we are actually building any particular products around? Sure. So the early demand in this space for us was, uh, you know, the, the, the dynamics have changed dramatically, right? So we've seen, uh, historically, we went through standards and we'd go through ju- uh, justification and potentially the battles that took place. Uh, but now we're seeing a lot of drive for something faster, something smaller, the next generation stuff being driven by hyperscale. You know, some, you know, these providers, they by themselves are a marketplace. Mm. They've got that kind of scale. So uh, the early one that we saw coming out and being requested the most was the SN connector. Okay. And you know, we've seen that showing up on transceivers. Uh, so there's manufacturers like Arista, for example, where they have a, a data center reach application uh, where it's got four of those vertically on a, on a single transceiver. The idea there is that uh, instead of having to go from there with a cable assembly and then break out of the patch panel and try to route all that stuff, that you can take those individual pairs directly from there. So that was the original application that we saw. Uh, we've seen some adoption as well with the CS connector for long-haul applications. Okay. It's not the same footprint as the others, so it's a little wider. It's like a small version of the LC. Okay. Uh, and because of that, you're limited with how much you can do because it's the same look but in a smaller package. Uh, so you can only get um, two of those in the same space where I can get four of the MDC connector or the SN connector. Okay. So it's just, it's a difference in how it's being broken out. So because of the fact you don't have that density, it's being used more for long-haul applications. Mm. You know, to get more ports on that, but not, but certainly not in a data center where you need a lot more fiber, a lot more connectivity. Okay. Interesting. Interesting. What about MPO? So, I mean, there's been a lot of talk regarding MPO 16. What is driving the need for that new connector? So the funny part is that a few years back, uh, if you asked me about MPO 16, I'll say about six years ago. Okay. And that's in that time frame, there was it was it was interesting. It gave us some good capabilities. It gave us an even number of eight fiber connectors and supported duplex. There wasn't really a compelling reason or ecosystem to force people to go down that path, but it got standardized. Now what we've seen though is a progression that's happened for next generation applications going from duplex to four pair, which we've seen with the eight fiber connector, uh, but then moving on to 16. And what 16 does is gives us an eight way breakout versus four, 
buy a duplex, right? The, the thought process there is uh, that we're always looking to see how we can make networks more efficient. And because I can have one switch port go to eight server ports or eight switch ports, depending on what the application is, I'm able to flatten the network. I have less hops that I need to do. I can have better connectivity. I have redundancy. All these things that, that are important to the, the data center operator. Uh, and for efficiency perspective, it helps us with power savings, uh, those types of things, footprint. The, the, the rules change when we're able to break out a single switch port to an eight-way breakout versus a four versus a direct uh, two-fiber to two-fiber application. Gives us much more benefits. So, so that's so we're seeing that with the transceivers. We, we're seeing those applications out there for short reach SR8, uh, eight pair short reach uh, eight pair, uh, as well as uh, coming out. You're going to see uh, data center reach eight pair over single mode. So short reach is multi mode, data center reach is single mode. But because we've got that, it gives us the ability to to manage a lot more applications over a specific fiber count. Uh, and break out to whatever is necessary. Because once we do this, once we break out to all these servers with these connections, it gives us uh, an easy platform to work with and, and redundancy in the case that something fails. Uh, it's all software routed anyway today. So if something goes down, it's immediately backed up and supported with another device. Uh, so it's, 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 it's a lot more compelling. We're seeing the transceivers, as I mentioned. We're seeing the cable constructions of 16 fiber groupings uh, we've been seeing that for the last few years, so we've we've seen the ecosystem developing. Okay. So so now the pieces are coming together, and the value stream behind that as well is the fact that 16, when you think about it, does everything 16 fiber base, but it also does everything eight fiber base, everything two fiber or four fiber base as well. So it gives us a clean way to bring that all together, support all these applications without either having to waste fibers or uh, bridge multiple trunks trying to get the right fiber count. That 16 fiber building block has a lot of value as we look at where we're going uh, and where we've come from, because again, it can do anything that we've done so far. So it's physically more efficient than an MPO8 or even an MPO12, really? It is. It is uh, figure that MPO8 is great for those applications. It's going to have a long life ahead of it. Uh, but as we move to those next steps, when we go to 16 fiber requirements, you have to basically take two of those and combine them, right? You know, you can do that on a, on a patch panel, whatever, to, but to get to that switch port, you put that into a 16 fiber connector. The challenge there is that you've cabled for a certain number of eight fiber ports, and now you just cut that count in half because you've had to use two of those for every switch port from there. So that's why you start to look at, okay, what's the best building block for me if I know today I'm going to do eight or two, but maybe I'm going to do 16. 16 will give me options to support all of those things. Where eight, I'm going to either have to combine and go down that path. Uh, 12 fiber, it's 12 fibers. So uh, realistically, I'm either going to use eight of those fibers and waste four, or I'm going to have to get two modules or, or cassettes, whatever, together right. to actually combine them and make it work. Um, and then I'm going to have a squid. I got, you know, Three, three eight fibers on one end and uh, two 16s on the other. Not an attractive package, not easy to manage. Yeah, that's interesting. So, obviously, you're not a, you're not a futurist, right? I mean, you, you can't predict the future, but looking at the way things are today, what does the future look like for everything shaking? I mean, what do you see happening to all these different connectors shaking out? Where do you see connectors moving forward from here, especially the MPO 16 versus MPO 8? 
12, 24? So I think there's going to be a couple of things. There's again, there's a path where we're going to have some customers are going to adopt some of the ones that are already out there. Uh, any of these variations of connectors because of what they see as a value. Uh, it's not going to happen overnight. It's not going to be the connector wars that we had in the, in the end of the 90s. But it's what it will do is you'll see market. The market will determine what's going to happen. You're going to see adoption. You're going to see more providers out there with options. Uh, we we see that today. Uh, so there are there are some different configurations that are out there. Um, we've we've made our choices in terms of what we do in our panels and and what we accommodate with cable assemblies instead. So we we we've decided which ones we think are going to be the lead runners and which ones provide us the most value with manageable density. And that's what we've selected the SN connector uh, and MPOs. Okay. Uh, but uh, you know you look at you look at what's going to happen. Uh, just from an overall market acceptance perspective. They can't all survive and have long, healthy lives and all that stuff, but you will see a thinning of the herd, but it's not going to happen immediately. It's going to be proving out in the market first. Um, we have applications and transceivers that will support, you know, support the variations that we see today. Right, so, right. so there's options. There's options based on your network, based on what the design is or what you're trying to do. So it's it's not an overnight decision this time. It's yeah, <laughs> no. not, not that the connector wars in the past were an overnight, but, uh, right. but the reality is that there's other drivers than standards today. There's some large hyperscales that are making an impact. There's cloud options. There's a variety of different things that are happening to manage fiber path. Mm. Interesting. Wow. Okay. So if somebody wants to learn more about these different connectors, if people want to see pictures of them, if people want to get us, you know, they want to have one in their hand, where can people go to find more information? Do we have any information on our website? Uh, we always have information on our website. So yes, we do. And there's actually a, um, we have a landing zone for a portfolio we call Propel. And Propel has got all these connector options built into it. Okay. As part of the offering, there's some things that we do in the modules and uh, aligned with the application, so an 8-fiber goes to a solid 8 uh, in terms of LCs and 12, 16, 24, all or four different size modules in the same panel, very flexible. But the idea, though, is that uh, for the things that we see as common today, again, we're seeing requirements for and we've installed SN connectors at a variety of customers already. So we see that adoption, we see that being that picking up. Um, but if you go to the website and, and you know comscope.com forward slash propel, okay. that, that gets you there, right? So, so the idea though is at least it gets you to a landing zone with all kinds of materials available to you from there, right? And, and you're going to see plenty of information there. And again, what you don't see there are things that we will adapt to, but it's also um, the the footprint, the platform that we'll use for launching any new interfaces, any new options and technology that we see coming down the path. So, kind of, so be looking forward to more things coming from Propel in the future. Awesome. Ken, this has been a great conversation. I really appreciate you taking a few minutes to talk to. Thanks. Uh, good event. I'm glad to be here and glad to see, yeah. see, see you uh, yeah. hanging out with me here. Absolutely. No. Hey, thank you. And thank all of you for joining us. For more information, go to comscope.com forward slash Propel. My name is Mike Bearden, and this has been Comscope Crosstalk.